Today in Science from Wired. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, this is the Spoken Edition of Wired. Today's briefing is brought to you by NetSuite by Oracle, the cloud-based business management software that gives you the visibility and control you need to grow. NetSuite is offering their free guide, Seven Key Strategies to Grow Your Profits, at netsuite.com smart. Giant surveillance balloons are lurking at the edge of space. By Daniel Oberhaus. It's a brisk December morning at Spaceport Tucson, America's premier, only dedicated launch pad for stratospheric balloons, and a small army of technicians in reflective vests is milling around on the concrete and thawing out after a long, cold night. Nearby, a white metal tripod the size of a smart car is tethered to two dozen solar panels and hundreds of feet of clear plastic that stretches across the pad. This alien-looking contraption is referred to as a stratolite, a portmanteau of stratospheric satellite, operated by a company called Worldview Enterprises. It's a finely honed surveillance device outfitted with a suite of sensors and a camera sensitive enough to detect people standing on the ground from the edge of space. The stratolite travels by virtue of two balloons, one filled with helium to provide lift and the other with pressurized air, which functions as a steering system. By the time the contraption reaches peak altitude about 14 miles above sea level, the helium balloon will have grown large enough to comfortably encompass a football field. But in its deflated state, the expanse of plastic brings to mind the sloughed-off skin of the rattlesnakes that call the surrounding Arizona desert home. Most of the crew has been on site at Spaceport Tucson since 2 a.m., preparing for Worldview's 12th and final launch of the year. Things are looking good. The sun and waning gibbous moon compete for attention in a nearly cloudless sky, and an aerostat tethered close to the pad registers almost no wind. You could hardly ask for better conditions to launch the 1,000-pound stratolite on a month-and-a-half sojourn at the edge of space. Mission Control gives the green light to start inflation, a process that takes just a few minutes but uses enough helium to fill more than one million party balloons. At Worldview headquarters just across from the launch pad, Mission Control gives the all-clear. A technician jogs across the pad, pulls the pin anchoring the stratolite, and sidesteps the craft as it gracefully begins its journey to the edge of space. 
Once the stratolite rises to its peak altitude, it rides the winds for weeks on end, tracing spaghetti-like patterns over the American Southwest. A condenser in the stratolite sucks in the sparse air in the upper atmosphere and pumps it into the second superpressure balloon attached beneath the helium balloon. The pressurized air is denser than the helium, so the superpressure balloon acts as a weight. To lower the stratolite's altitude, you increase the pressure, and vice versa to climb higher. Because the stratolite is at the mercy of the wind, the ability to change altitude at will is critical for navigation. Winds move in different directions and at different speeds depending on the altitude, so stratolite's minders can steer it by drifting up or down. On any given day, the altitude of the stratolite might change by as much as 25,000 feet, depending on the wind patterns. Founded in 2012 by Tabor McCollum and Jane Poitner of Biosphere 2 fame, Worldview was originally conceived as a platform for human journeys to the upper stratosphere. Given that only a handful of people have piloted stratospheric balloons and lived to tell the tale, it was an ambitious goal, but the company had the technical chops to back it up. In 2014, McCall and Poitner worked together on a mission to send Google executive Alan Eustace on a record-breaking space-driving journey to 136,000 feet, suspended beneath a stratospheric balloon. But it wasn't at all clear there was enough demand for ferrying humans to the upper stratosphere, so in February, Worldview tapped Ryan Hartman, the former president and CEO of the drone company in situ, to retool the company as a data services platform. The idea is to use long-lasting stratospheric balloons to collect high-resolution images of Earth and sell this data to the government and private companies. Given his background in drones, Hartman is intimately familiar with the concept of Earth surveillance as a service. He says Worldview aims to fill a niche that can't be met by more conventional technologies, like drones and satellites, which involve compromises in the quality of images, the area these images cover, and the frequency with which images are collected. Stratospheric balloons promise cheap access to incredibly high-resolution images that can be collected anywhere on Earth. Using off-the-shelf imaging hardware, Worldview can take photos with 15-centimeter resolution from 75,000 feet, and its custom-made cameras will soon be capable of 5 centimeters. According to Hartman, Worldview's system is sensitive enough to tell whether a person on the ground is holding a shovel or a gun. Unsurprisingly, perhaps, Worldview has attracted the interest of the U.S. Department of Defense, which Hartman says will be one of the company's first customers when it starts selling its data next year. He says the company has also received a lot of attention from the energy sector, which is interested in using the image data to monitor its oil and gas wells, transmission lines, and other critical assets. Hartman is aware that not everyone will like the idea of a balloon-borne eye in the sky, but he is adamant that worldview systems will be used responsibly. This is not going to be a solution that is used for Big Brother-type applications, he says. The fastest way for us to become an over-regulated environment is to be irresponsible with the use of the technology. For example, he says the company isn't going to let clients just park a balloon over a city, open up the shutter, and have fun, even though he says there'd be a lot of people interested in this type of dragnet surveillance. Instead, Hartman says he'd prefer to hear from customers who are interested in atmospheric research or climate science, which he sees as one of the Stratolite's most promising applications. Worldview collects reams of atmospheric data each flight, which the company is using to build what Hartman claims will be the most accurate model of atmospheric winds in existence. 
In the future, Hartman envisions a global constellation of stratolites that communicate with each other to form a stratospheric mesh network providing real-time coverage of most of the Earth's surface. The company is also working on other data-gathering devices like synthetic aperture radar, which can create 3D images of objects on the surface. The idea of a constellation of stratospheric balloons isn't new. The U.S. military floated the idea back in the 90s, but technology has finally matured to the point that they're actually possible. Worldview's December launch marks the first time the company has had more than one balloon in the air at a time, if only for a few days. By the time you're reading this, its other stratolite will have returned to the surface under a steerable parachute after nearly seven weeks in the atmosphere. Worldview isn't the only company looking to mine data at the edge of space. In 2016, Rima Matavosian, an applied mathematician, co-founded Near Space Labs, which also collects high-resolution imagery from the upper atmosphere. The company has recently started testing its six-legged observation platforms, known as SWIFTS, on high-altitude flights over Austin and Philadelphia. The SWIFTS are smaller and lighter than Worldview stratolites, and so far have only spent a few days at altitude, a limitation imposed by their batteries. Each SWIFT is outfitted with a steerable imaging device capable of 30-centimeter resolution, but Matavosian says the company's next-generation cameras will take images with 10-centimeter resolution. We're building a high-frequency, high-resolution data set that has never existed before, Matavosian says, alluding to the company's new API that allows anyone to access its imagery data. This is an entirely new approach to remote sensing. Both Worldview and Nearspace Labs are banking on the world's insatiable appetite for data to keep their companies aloft. But given their new spin on high-altitude surveillance, neither can be sure just how big the market is or what their balloon platforms might be used for next. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.